It's Champions League Wednesday preview time. We talk Atalanta against Real Madrid. We talk Borussia Mönchengladbach against Manchester City. We have Jimmy Conrad. We have James Benj. We have all the preview info that you need. The Champions League Wednesday preview begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Que Golazo, our Wednesday Champions League preview. So exciting. Jimmy Conrad, how are you, bud? I'm great. I'm excited for these two matchups in particular, so I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Hopefully you agree with me, because if you don't, it hurts my feelings. Well, <laughs> we, we always agree with you, Jimmy. Uh, not always, not, not always. But when we don't agree with you, we're very nice about That's it. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Aren't we James Bench? Aren't we nice no, about it? No, not always. <laughs> well, you're you not. Asked, you haven't asked how I am. I am very good. James Bench, how are you, my precious brother? I'm great. We've got a date for the pubs to reopen. It's oh, the oh, best whoa, news whoa. I've had in a year. Wow. April 12th. Don't you dare book me for a podcast. Well, actually, do book me for a podcast. <laughs> I'm <laughs> absolutely booking you for a podcast. <laughs> Late night podcasting. We need, we need, we need drunk Benj on the show. That's what we oh, need. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> pay me most of the day. Love it, love it. Well, welcome everybody to our Wednesday Champions League preview. No pubs right now, but maybe we'll do one episode. Uh, uh, in a pub slash bar across the West Coast, East Coast, and the UK. But anyway, let's talk Wednesday. Champions League preview. The action continues. Two tasty matchups. And we begin, Jimmy Conrad. Let's begin with Man City as they face Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, man. Man City. The machine that is Man City. Jimmy Conrad, what do you have for us? Well, there really isn't much, to be honest. I, I've been racking my brain thinking about how Bruce J. Gladbach is going to beat this machine called Manchester City, who have 18 clean sheets in their last 25 games in all competitions. That's on that side of the ball. And now they're obviously firing it up on the other side of the ball. I thought they took it easy on Arsenal this past weekend. Uh, they played at 50%. I honestly feel like, and Bench can correct me here, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, that, that they like... Pep Guardiola is really good friends with Mikel Arteta, like super good friends. I honestly think he told his team, just go score in the first minute and then just chill the rest of the game. Okay, we want Arteta to keep his job. We really like Mikel. Don't worry about putting it up 3-4-0. We don't need to embarrass the guy. Okay, we're already better. Just have the smallest guy on the field, score a header inside the six, no problem, and, and lights out. And they did. They locked it down 1-0, very friendly. Uh, Pep Guardiola's comments after the game were way over the top in favor of Mikel Arteta being the greatest manager of all time. That's not him. Uh, anyway, I'm saying this because Manchester City can turn it on and off whenever they want right now. That's how good they are. Borussia Mönchengladbach are winless in their last three. They've lost two of those three. They're not in good form. And since they announced that their manager, Marco Rose, is leaving to go to Borussia Dortmund, it's been even worse. Like, there's no... Of course, and why wouldn't it be? I don't understand the German culture where you have to announce things six months in advance. It's so weird to me. Why not just finish your thing, even if you work it out behind the scenes, don't announce anything, and then in the summer, just quietly go over to the other Borussia team. I don't get it. I don't understand that part of German culture. Anyway, I can't, tactically, I, there's nothing. Alessandro Playa, sure, if they're playing against Shakhtar Donetsk, I think he would go off because he scored like 18 goals against them in the group stages. You have Marcus Turam, terrific player. Lars Stiddle, terrific player. Against Manchester City, they're going to get jack squat. Going to get absolutely zero, everybody. Zero. This Man City team is so good on both sides of the ball. It is done. So here, here's, the, here's the thing. I think, I think this is going to be one of the games where we're going to be like, can you just call the fight? Like 30 minutes in, just call the fight. It's over. It's done. I like Manchester City to win both halves, plus 205. I like Phil Foden to score. He was rested uh, recently. And I think Phil Foden to score and 
City to win 2-0, 2-1, or 3-1. That's being kind, but I think that's the best value you can find, plus 500. Those, those are my two bets. Outside of that, there's really nothing. Everything is so one-sided on William Hill to Man City. I can't give you anything else and feel good about it. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well done there, Jimmy Conrad. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. See, I'm being very nice. Listen, Man City, James Bench, right now, like prime Mike Tyson, as uh, Ooh, uh, Jimmy like Conrad's that. talking like about that. right now. I like but, that. But the other fact, though, uh, is James Bench, you were at this game, uh, Man City against Arsenal. So I'm wondering, just uh, from you just seeing what they did on something, which wasn't, you know, it wasn't a 4-1 or 4 nothing, 5 nothing. But, you know, once again, it, it never looked like Arsenal. It looked closer that Man City would get a second as opposed to Arsenal equalizing. But yeah. Arsenal played very well. But Man City's Man City. What do, you, what do you have to say for Man City against Mönchengladbach from what you saw this past weekend? I, I mean, I was blown away by this being, you know, I've obviously seen a lot of them on TV, but seeing them in the flesh. This was Man City playing so within themselves. It was so easy. And they were obviously, you know, a lot of these players are conserving energy for, for this game so that they can go and, I mean, you know, let's take the boxing metaphor to its logical conclusion. Right now, Gladbach have all the punching of Homer Simpson. <laughs> and they're about to play Frederick Tatum. This is going to be a like absolutely brutal unless... You know, Guardiola does his Guardiola thing and overcomplicates, which why would you against Gladbach? But actually, one of the joys of City at the moment is they just are overcomplicating anyway to pass the time. You've got Joao Cancelo, sometimes he's a centre-back, sometimes he's a midfielder, sometimes he's actually the right-back that they put him on the team sheet as. Um, At the start on Sunday, it was sort of like a two three, five, pretty much every one of the midfielders was having a go at being striker. If you go and look at the pass map, you almost have Bernardo, Gundogan and De Bruyne are in a line as the sort of centre forward. They're brilliant. I, you know, I, I don't, they were, they've been so good in the past, but I'm enjoying this version of City more than either of them because it's players you've not necessarily thought could be that good. John Stones and Ruben Diaz, bullied Aubameyang there was a lot of talk after the game that this was Aubameyang's fault well no John Stones and Diaz are, are swift composed strong you know as Jimmy said player and, and Marcus Turam they could they're great players really promising talent they're about to come up against the best defense in Europe and a defense that can beat you anyway it can outpass you it can impose itself on you it can keep pace with you and then up front they've just got this groundswell of amazing attacking talent I think we're looking at a team that should be considered the favourites of the competition are going to win this time the first leg could win this time the first half could win this time the first <laughs> 10 minutes they're that good yeah 15 goals conceded in the Premier League I mean that to me is the most uh, revealing thing the fact that Man City are doing it when they don't have the ball they're just like they're not letting you have anything uh, Joe Cancelo by the way I'm such a fan he should have finished it with his left foot, though. Remember that one when he went inside the box? He chose his right because he's so heavily right-footed. He should have gone left. But anyway, uh, Jimmy, you bring up a good point, which I want to bring up again about Borussia Mönchengladbach. Marco Rosa making this decision to go to Borussia Dortmund, announcing it so early. I completely, I am, I've never agreed with you on any more than this. I just, I find it so weird. No, okay, we get it. You know, uh, it's fine. Business is business. We'll take care of it no matter what happens to me. And specifically in moments like this, what, 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 what do you get when you're a Munching Gladback player and you're in the dressing room right before Man City? It's like, I understand the motivation in terms from an individual and team perspective, but 
It's just very weird knowing that your manager already doesn't have the faith of your club after a certain time. He's already going to go. I just, how does that impact a player? So you, as a former player, if you are playing for a club, a promising club in the Champions League or like in a very big tournament, whatever it is, and then your manager says, you know, weeks before, I'm going somewhere else, by the way, to a rival in the same league. What does that mean to you mentally, do you think? Well, this happened to me when I was in the lower divisions in this country before I had climbed the mountain to get to MLS and onwards and upwards I went, but he left to go to Hungary to go coach. And he told us about a month in advance and you, you can just tell he's checked out. You can tell he's looking forward to his next adventure. It's, it's, he's just trying to survive and get through the day. And, and you could tell he was distracted with, Oh, I got to move my family from the States over to Hungary. You could tell all that stuff was going on and his heart wasn't in it. his passion. His concentration wasn't the same. That wasn't in the same league with, with a team that you're competing with to get a Champions League spot this season. There's so many weird complications to announcing this right now. Borussia Dortmund maybe had a little bit of a bump from that news. I mean, they went and beat Sevilla in Spain, which was no small feat. And, and maybe they got something. Maybe, maybe he gave some information to Edin Tursic, the interim manager, about how they should play because they set up in a formation they hadn't really tried yet, that 4-3-2-1 Christmas tree formation. So I don't really know. But yeah, as a player, you'd be without any knowing or like without knowing who's coming in, like maybe if they had announced, Hey, Marco Rose is leaving, but we have this guy coming in. All right. Then you'd still be like, okay, well, at least this guy's focused on us. At least we have some hope that with this talented manager, we can do something. It's really weird. I don't understand from a player perspective. I think Robert Lewandowski announced he was leaving. We know that, uh, uh, De- um, Upa Makano has announced he's going to Bayern Munich. David Alaba, I think he's going to Real Madrid. I think he's, he's kind of playing the game at the moment, but he's ready to announce he's leaving as well. From a player perspective, I think if you're on the team and you know that one of your players has this opportunity to go f- play for Real Madrid, you're like, dude, congratulations. Good luck. Let's just see out the season and have some fun. And you can talk to him on a more peer-to-peer level. But, but when your manager does that, are you going to go give your manager some crap because he's leaving early? I don't think you say anything to your manager. You just kind of have to suck it up. And that's just the way it is. And I, I don't know. It just, it's weird. And, and Munch and Gladbach have not played well since that news is broke. And I suspect that even if the news hadn't broke, they're still going to get their butts kicked by Man City. But maybe they would have had a chance because they could lean on that togetherness that they had in the group stages to qualify for the knockout rounds for the first time in their history. But now it feels a little bit like we're all not rowing the boat in the same direction. And that's never a good vibe. Yeah, Bench, just final thoughts before we move on to the next thing. What do you, what do you make of it? I, I completely agree. I mean, I, you know, my mind was coming, going back to moments like Pellegrini's last six months at City when we all knew that when, when it had been announced that Guardiola was taking over. And I do think there's a difference when it's all a bit more formal. Um, I remember when it was formally the case that Sir Alex Ferguson was leaving Man United at the end of the season as well. And everyone, everyone just coasts. Everyone coasts in the same way that, you know, I that we all coast in work when the boss is on holiday. <laughs> of course we don't, but you know, no, no, we, I, we, I, we, I was just going to say it. I hope our CBS sports CBS bosses are not listening. What do you, t- Benj, I cannot agree to that, but yes, I see other people that that happened to. <laughs> Every other person at CBS sports, except the three of us <laughs> exactly. would absolutely coast. I agree. We would, I agree. We would pick up the slack, but we would absolutely pick up the slack. <laughs> the rest of these work these, these wine merchants trying to make life out like absolute, but no, you, you make a good point. It's it, there, there is history of managers 
but it's different. Sir Alex Ferguson left a legacy. He's retiring. Pellegrini, you knew his time was up anyway. Man City wanted to move on. This is Marco Rosa, one of the most talented managers in Europe. And I'm sure, by the way, that he had plenty of conversations with his players even before the announcement was made, of course. But to Jimmy's point, it's just... As a player, what do you do? I mean, I think about Marcus Turam. We interviewed him here on in KOL Support. Very smart, really uh, confident, super like obsessive about his future and his fate. So, what does that mean when you like, you know, when you enter the the Champions League and you think you play, you're playing the best team in Europe, and you're saying, "Well, my manager's going in a few months. I'll do it for myself. I'll do it for my team." But what does that mean when I'm at halftime, three nothing down? What is my manager going to say? I don't want to completely dwell into this, but it is a it is a weird one, and and I think it's important to just think about it because it's not. I tell you one thing: this would not happen in South America. People will people's houses would burn. <laughs> and that's why I love South America, baby. Let's go. I love that. absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about the next game. Hey everybody! I wanted to let you know about Paramount Plus. You've probably seen the journey to Mount Paramount spots featuring Bill Cower, James Corden, Pat Stewart, Beavis, and Butthead. It's been quite a squad. But Paramount Plus is live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. You can stream iconic movies like The Godfather. Another one of this for you, Michael. You like that? Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. New episodes of the critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. Get this. It's where you can dive into live sports from CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, the Masters, and of course, the Champions League. Plus, stream hit shows from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian Channel, and Comedy Central. We got live sports, we got breaking news, we got so much entertainment. Paramount Plus, streaming March 4th. Uh, the Colombian duo, Duvan Zapata and Luis Muriel Atalanta face Real Madrid. Uh, I'm such a fan of this game right now, just from a mutual perspective. I'm rooting for Atalanta big time. Sorry, Real Madrid. Jimmy Conrad, what do you offer us? What a good game. Hopefully this will be. I know RM a lot of injuries, but what do you offer us? Yeah, I'm going to start there. No Benzema, no Sergio Ramos, no Danny Carvajal, no Fede Valverde, no Eden Hazard. Not a big surprise there. The backups, though, for Hazard, Ramos, Carvajal are out as well. So no Militao, Rodrigo, Odriozola. I mean, it's a bit of a mess for Zinedine Zidane, the manager of Madrid. What I find interesting, though, about these guys is that they hang around. They just hang around. They're good enough to just hang around. And if you keep making mistakes, they're going to pounce. And suddenly... They had no business winning their Champions League group stage. Absolutely zero business winning that. But they win their group stage. How? How did they win their group? I just don't know. And then they're hanging around in La Liga. Letia now dropped four points in the last two games against Levante. And now they're back in the conversation. Oh, maybe Madrid can win this. And because of their experience and their calmness, even through adversity, they're going to somehow potentially win this title. And you're like, how did they do that? They were not good this year. They were not up to that real Real Madrid standard that we have known to come and love and expect but that's part of their charm and that's why they're real madrid especially in this competition i mean they've won more titles than what the second twice as much as the second second club that's that's crazy part of my issue especially without benzema is who's going to score the goals they have mariano that will play he played against real valladolid uh this this past weekend 
He's all right. He's serviceable, but he's not Benzema. It's like putting Braithwaite up top. Like, why would you ever, in a, what kind of world do you say, you know what? I want Martin Braithwaite over Luis Suarez. I just don't understand. That's a Barcelona conversation. Sorry about that. So, so Casemiro scores the winner. And if you're relying on Casemiro to score winners for you, you, you got some issues. And so I, I, I worry for Real Madrid in this one, but they're going to do enough. I promise you, this is how the game's going to play out. Adelante is going to jump out early, going to be all over them. Gasparini is going to have these masterclass tactics. They're going to go up 2-0. But then on some crazy, weak-ass set piece, something's going to trickle over the line for Real Madrid. They're going to get that all-important away goal. And then everybody's going to be healthy for leg two. And somehow Adelante is going to lose. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about leg one. And I think that Adelante is going to win. If you want to pick them to win straight up, that's plus 135. I like Atalanta to win a both teams to score, to my point that I just said, because somehow Madrid's going to get that all-important away goal. That's plus 275. I like that value a lot. If you want to take it one step further, get a little riskier, Duvon Zapata, goal and assist this past weekend against Napoli. Dude's on fire right now. Uh, so for him to score, Atalanta to win, both teams to score, plus 480. And I kind of just like this one as a bit of an exotic. Duvon Zapata has to get two shots on target or more, plus 150 there. I think he will get some chances, especially against this Madrid team that, that employs Lucas Vasquez, who's a striker by trade and by nature. And that's how he grew up playing right back. I still can't get over that, especially when they let Ashraf Hakimi go to Inter Milan. I'm done because I get like really upset about Real Madrid's decisions sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, this is a key component right here, uh, aside from the injuries. And you mentioned it. Real Madrid, every time, it's kind of like Al Pacino and Godfather 3, right? Right, right when I think I was out, they pull me back in. That's Real Madrid. We, it, whenever we think, no, they're done. We, we said they were done and they weren't going to get to the knockout stages. They won the group. So, you know, sometimes you just have to think about that experience. And Zidane is cool as a cucumber. I mean, you know, obviously Liverpool suffering so many injuries. Real Madrid the same. And Zidane's like, we'll take care of it. You know what I mean? It's like totally different. So, James Bench, here's my question to you. Because I asked this as well uh, of our man, Fabrizio Romano, as well, because he's a big fan of Atalanta, obviously. You know, how big of a loss is Papu Gomez? Uh, how much is Gasparini's tactics going to help just overall? Uh, Jimmy mentioned Zapata. I have to emphasize Luis Muriel because he's amazing. Of course, of course. Um, it, what, how do you see this game unfolding, basically? I, too many injuries for Real Madrid, but is the experience going to count for something? Can they get something done here in the first leg? I mean, come on to Atalanta in a second, but like you say, I'm sick and tired of being made a fool by this yeah. Real Madrid team. <laughs> of, you know, we, we spent the whole first half of the group stages writing their obituary, not just, you know, this team, this club, Spain. Sudan was going to get fired. Yeah. Sudan was going to get fired. And here he is, you know, grinding his way to the top of the group. And for that reason, I'm really hesitant. And I did our predictions for the website and I predicted a Real Madrid win because I'm sick and tired of them making me look like idiots. <laughs> and I just, I do think one thing to say is if I needed to take the, the heat and the pressure out of the game, I can't think of better players to do it than Modric and Cruz. And just watch them, watch them on Wednesday night, getting the ball, keeping it for five, 10 minutes and just saying to Atlanta, you don't want any of the ball. That's fine. We'll keep it. You won't get anywhere near it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, it's Obviously, a good point. Obviously, you would you'd rather if you Atlanta having a player like Papu Gomez, although he was dreadful for Sevilla last uh, last week. But it's it's that spark, it's that it's that little bit of nothing. Zapata and Muriel, 
explosive, really good at running in behind. I wonder, you know, I'm not an expert on Atlanta like Fabrizio. I wonder what happens if you just refuse to give them space to operate in. If you just say, we're going to hit you with a, a, a deep, it would be a very atypical Real Madrid performance. Hit them with a deep line of four. Then you drop five back behind in front of them. Mariano leads your press and you just try and cope and you survive. And I, I do think the one thing that was, was apparent is that in that in the group stages with the particularly with the defeat to Liverpool where they got absolutely hammered is that they're still not for all that the great work they did in the in the knockout stages and in, in Lisbon last season they're still not kind of completely au fait with how European football works they're still a, a team that can wobble Atalanta and I did think that was really apparent against Liverpool and that's where my worry is for them because I, yeah, we'd all love to see them make a success of it. The Champions League is always really fun when Real Madrid get knocked out by a, uh, a an unheralded young team. But it's there's a reason why this this aging team just keep grinding away and you know crushing the competition. And I do think Real are just the ideal team to take a little bit of heat out and a little bit of the storm out of Atalanta. And yeah, I I don't know. I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, no, me too. And listen, there's no shame, Jimmy Conrad, in Atalanta losing to Real Madrid. We're talking about a club, by the way, who for most part of the last six years has had the budget of a mid-table championship site, who's basically done everything possible, Leicester City-ish, right, when they won the Premier League, to just keep climbing. It's amazing what they've done. So losing to Real Madrid, there's no shame. And to uh, to James Benj's point, there are cracks that have been shown, especially this season. I'm just, I'm rooting for them so much because also, you know, the, the city where, where the club is from suffered COVID more than anywhere else in Europe. They just, they're just such a force. And obviously, we talk about Duvan Zapata a lot. Let me tell you something about Luis is Muriel. When he's on, somebody said it in Serie commentary back in Italy this weekend, and it's true. When he's on, there are flashes. It's not that it's him, but there are flashes of phenomenal. That's how good he can be. So, but Bench makes a good point. If you can just contain them, I wonder how the outcome will be. Final thoughts in this game, Jimmy Conrad, as Real Madrid visit Atalanta. Well, first and foremost, I think Gasparini, the manager of Atalanta, knows they need to get something out of this first leg. They need to push and make something happen. So I think there'll be some urgency in how they're playing, but that speaks to Benj's point that Madrid are going to come in and try to kill the game off, keep the ball as much as possible. I think that Joseph Ilicic doesn't get talked about enough. He's filled in admirably for Papu Gomez. He's a very special player, even though he's the ripe old age of 33. So if you guys get to watch this game, keep your eye on number 77, Joseph Ilicic. He's, he's a fantastic player. And he'll be the one feeding the ball to Luis Muriel and Duvan Zapata. So it should be uh, very fun. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. I just, with regard to the back four, you have Vasquez, who's a converted striker uh, winger. You have Veron, who's dropped off considerably this season. You have Nacho, who's a yellow card waiting to happen. I'm going to look up his odds on getting carded in this one. And then you got Mendy, who's, who's an upgrade over Marcelo, because Marcelo's dropped off considerably as well. But he's still... I don't know if defending's his favorite thing to do. That front, that middle three, though, Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric, obviously excellent. But then you have a young, you have uh, Asensio on one side. It looks like Vinicius Jr., the other side of the Mariano. That's not a very exciting Madrid team. But we were thinking and saying the same types of things when they took on Inter Milan in Italy, and they beat them 2-0 in very professional performance and took advantage of some mistakes. Arturo Vidal in particular, I'm looking at you. With regard to Atalanta, though, they have only lost once in their last 11 home games. And of those 11, eight were wins. And nine of those 11, they scored three goals or more. So I really suspect they're, 
gonna go for it. And and uh, to your guys's point, though, because they're a mid-table team, because they don't have much of a budget, of course they're gonna wobble in the Champions League. This is their second time ever that in the Champions League, and the last year they got in the quarterfinals and were so close to knocking PSG out to book their ticket to the semis. And then this time around, you know, they get to the knockout rounds again, so they're doing something right. And I hope that they'll learn from that experience last time around because I'm sure that was heartbreaking to be so close to having a date with RB Leipzig, which. We could argue they might have beaten RB Leipzig and gotten to the final. So they were really, really close to, to having a great run last year. And we could argue it was already a great run for them to get to that point. So I like Atalanta to win. I'm going to stick with that. I think both teams will score. I think the Madrid are going to find some sloppy goal to get that away goal. And I like that at plus 275. A lot of Atalanta to win and both teams to score. Love it. All right. Well, I didn't ask the final score prediction. So before we say goodbye, let's do both games. Final score predictions. James Bench, let's begin with you on the first game. Uh, Gladback against Man City. What, what do you have? Um, three nil Man City. I think this is going to be a paddling. Yep. Jimmy Conrad, Gladback Man City. Final <laughs> score prediction. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with Bench there. Three zero sounds nice and right. I'm going to be a little nicer to Gladbach. I'll give them 2 nothing to Man City. Very <laughs> kind. Very kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. A goal in each half. Uh, all right, let's go to the next game. Glad, uh, not Gladbach. Atalanta, Real Madrid. Uh, I feel, I think I know where both of you are going. I, I'll go first. I, I, I'm going to be a sucker once again. I'm going with Atalanta again. I just, I want them to win this one so badly. I feel like it could be, you know what? Whatever. Hump day. Uh, Champions League, who cares? 3-1 Atalanta. Wow. Let's see what happens. Wow. James Bench, what do you say? No. Real Madrid are like a boot on the face of every young upstart <laughs> European football team. They're going to win this 1-0. They're going to grind Atalanta's hopes to smithereens and no one's going to like it. Yeah, they're like, they're like Bill Sykes and Oliver Twist. They're just mean. They're just going to so, take care of it. Uh, Jimmy Conrad. I'm going, to split the, I'm, going to, I'm going to split the difference here. I think Madrid will somehow find a way to grind out and, and win the, the tie over two legs. But in this first leg, I'm going to give Atalanta the 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Love it. Well, there you have it. All right. Well, that's our show. Before we leave, final thoughts from both of you. Anything that you want to say, uh, it, the floor is yours. The mic I proverbially hand to you. James Bench, let's begin with you. Um, before the Champions League games, there is a, a, a little amuse-bouche from the Europa League, my favourite competition. In terms of qualification, it's not that big a deal. Tottenham are 4-1 up on Wolfsburger. But Jose Mourinho is really starting to feel the pressure now. Obviously lost to West Ham at the weekend. And, you know, that pressure is not going to, you know, dissipate whatever the result. But if they were to, you know, not win, not perform convincingly, or even if Dele Alli and Gareth, Gareth Bale were to have great games... You're going to see more questions about Mourinho, so so want to tune in, tune in for it for certain. Absolutely, and you'll be at that game as well for us as well. So that'll be great. Uh, Jimmy Conrad, the final word to you, my friend. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team for taking down Brazil a couple of days ago in the She Believes Cup. They beat in Canada, and Canada sat back the whole time, and they figured out a way to unlock them to beat uh, our rivals to the north. And then they took down Brazil, probably our rivals overall in the world, as being one of the best women's team. Uh, 2-0. That was a much more wide-open affair. So to see our women not play particularly great, but still grind out results against some very good teams in different ways uh, is very promising as we look to win a gold medal as we look to win another World Cup because that's what we do. That's how we roll. Go on, ladies. We love you. 
Yeah, they're amazing. And uh, the She Believes Cup title, I believe, will return to them, I think, as Canada face Brazil at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Wednesday. And then the U.S. face Argentina, which, uh, with all due respect to Argentina, it should be uh, three points right there for the U.S., the World Cup champion. All right, well, there you have it. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. James Banks, thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I want to thank James Bench and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Golasso. Please subscribe. All our videos are right there. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, cbsports.com. I hope you enjoy the rest of the Champions League and Europa League action. We'll be back with plenty more content. We're not going anywhere. Have a great, great week.